green future growers welcome to season three i'm your host jackie marie buyer if you're new to the show i hope you'll subscribe on itunes for free or follow on your favorite podcast app and let's get growing hey everyone this is jackie marie buyer your host here to help inspire you on your journey to create grow and enjoy a green organic oasis so let's get growing hey listeners can you hear me now well this is jackie marie buyer live here on saturday may 22nd 2021 with a live update so i know i've been pretty quiet for the last month i haven't really been on my computer been on social media i actually went to new york so mike and i both got our vaccines and i immediately jumped on a plane to go hug my mom who i have not seen since 2018 and see my nieces and my brother and just my family and i got to go visit with the amazing golden listener of 2020 uh eileen Catron, my brother kindly enough drove us for three hours on the way there and i don't know how many hours on the way back um to new jersey to um the we got to go to the coast we saw her house her amazing garden all that she's done my mom did not stop for like the first week i was in new york like you won't believe this woman who we went to see in new jersey you won't believe this woman what she's got growing you won't believe to see all the vegetables this woman is growing you can't believe how amazing this woman in new jersey has all these things growing so um she certainly eileen earned that golden listener of the year award because she took everything that she has learned on the podcast from my guests from reading the organic oasis guidebook from um following mike and i on facebook um from following joe lample who was a guest i know she follows him she's turned me on to some other people she's taken some permaculture courses but really put into place um growing vegetables this year her garden is amazing if you join patty and i on youtube live i think you have to be a patreon to get to see eileen and stay on the call afterwards is when she usually flips the camera and shares um the things i just got off the call this morning and it's just amazing to see what she's got growing in the straw bales because i think she grew like 80 tomato plants <laughs> starts and so she got straw bales to put them all in but she's also got eggplants she's like ready to pull her kale and her radishes and her lettuce she was showing us they surely has moss and her broccoli because it's going to be like 100 degrees in new jersey today um whereas like patty and i were both battling frost and snow (laughs) at the beginning of the year although we did get up to 80 like i planted my strawberry so i dug out this bed like mike was like you have to get every single piece of quack grass out of there now jesse frost told me kale was a no-till is not a no-till vegetable i think it was jesse frost or maybe it was in daniel may's book i don't know somewhere i saw kale and i was gonna plant this bed with kale and then i woke up this morning like i'm just putting the strawberries in there because before i went to new york i went to somebody posted in facebook she had strawberries and raspberries to give away and so i dropped everything i was doing 
ran to this woman's house, which is like at least a 30, 40 minute, 30 minute drive, got all these free starts, brought them home, put the strawberries in a, um, container of water on my kitchen table because I wasn't because it was the beginning of April and I didn't know where they were going to go. They were still sitting there when I got back from New York. So the other day I dig out this bed that I thought I was going to put kale in. Um, Mike was like, you've got to get every single piece of quack grass out of there. So I spent all day on Monday pulling out every single piece of quack grass, going through this deep bed of dirt with my hands, fingers, knees, my dog going, what are you doing? I ached for three days afterwards because I was like stretching and moving and turning and twisting and pulling, but I got it all out. And then the next day I woke up and I'm like, you know what? I want to put those strawberries in there. So I go down to the garden and I open up the greenhouse where I have put the strawberries in the bowl of water and it's 30 degrees. It's 32 in the greenhouse. When I um, took the chicken down and was walking up to the greenhouse, I noticed that way down right where the bed is that I was going to put these in, um, the clover was covered in a light frost. So I think it was 30 degrees outside, 32 inside. I'm like, oh my gosh, can I put these strawberries in? But I just kind of got the frost, kind of raked off the frosty dirt. And because it's a deep bed, it's warmer. So... Um, planted those strawberries, so we'll see if they make it. Now, Mike planted the raspberries while I was gone, or maybe before I even left, and, um, they look like they were dead, the ones I got from Peaceful Valley. The Peaceful Valley is like, you have to plant these before April 1st to get the warranty. They look like they were dead. They look like they were just brown sticks sticking up, but almost all of them are growing from the base. So he did put them in, I think around April 5th, April 7th, somewhere around there. I have the actual date in our raspberry bed. They are doing good. He put the raspberries that I got the strawberries down in his mini farm. I think those are doing good. The blueberries I got from Peaceful Valley, we had um, in a shop in a dark spot. Uh, he went and checked on those. He was thinking they were going to be dormant. They actually bloomed in the dark spot in the shop in a bucket full of dirt. Um, but they are doing good. So we have yet to figure out where in the ground we are going to put those. Uh, the blueberries that I've had in the ground for two years are dead as doorknobs. Um, I don't know what happened to them. I did put a little bit of vinegar. I might've killed them with the vinegar. Uh, somebody I talked to said, um, vinegar would be a way I could, um, acidify my soil and make it less, what's it called? What's the opposite of acidic is, uh, alkaline. Or maybe I want it to be more alkaline and it's too acidic. The pH is 8.3 and I wanted my pH to get it down to a 4.5. I put a little vinegar. I might have put too much vinegar. I think I was put like a tablespoon and a gallon of water. And I think I probably poured like a half a cup. So my bad there. I don't know if those are going to... What's going to happen with the ones that I've been trying to get to grow for years now? And then these other ones, we haven't figured out where they're going to go. I finally sent my soil test off to Peaceful Valley yesterday. 
Um, so I went down to Mike's mini farm, um, took a clean shovel, put it in the bag they sent me. So I paid ahead of time. It was $50. I thought it was going to come with prepaid shipping, but it didn't. So $58.95, I think is what it's costing me. I ended up getting a flat rate, the smallest flat rate box you can get from the USPS, the United States Post Office, not UPS, the United States Post Office, uh, flat rate, the smallest box. I kind of had to squish the paper bag full of soil in there. Um, so I went to like four different spots in Mike's mini farm, dug down six inches, made sure to fill the holes back in because the first time I went and did it, he said, Hey, I almost tripped in some of those holes you dug down in my mini farm. Um, so, uh, but dig six inches down, put that dirt in there, shook it up, send it off. So we'll see what happens when that comes back. I'm really curious to see what our organic matter is down in the mini farm. Uh, what does Mike have growing in the mini farm? He has potatoes, he has peas, he has spinach, he has, we're planting Swiss chard and kale today that I haven't gotten in the ground that I wish I did if I hadn't gone to New York. They would probably already be in the ground. He picked me my first bowl of lettuce, went all the way down there for me so sweet the other day and said, because I went to the fridge and those quart jars I've been keeping full of lettuce mix. I thought I had one left and I didn't. I was like, oh, I'm out of lettuce salad. And I had just come from the store and I was so hungry. And it was like 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Hadn't eaten anything all day. And he said, do you want me to go pick you a salad out of the volunteers? So I had my first volunteer. Salad was so good. Um, it's interesting. I was telling Patty this morning. So... My arugula that I planted, like, I think the end of February in the living room in a, in a, um, a bucket after ruining two pie pans full, Mike finally got me a nice, um, you know, like a planter full, like you would normally put like some flowers in, like a planter full of dirt. I put arugula seeds in that. They grew all through March. I transplanted them at the end of March, the beginning of April outside, put them under some agribond with some lettuce seed. The lettuce seed is probably an inch tall, but the arugula that I planted outside out of this planter is kind of bitter. It's grown, it's full leaf, it's a nice size, but it's almost bitter. But the stuff that's still in the planter that I took it out of and transplanted into the bed is just perfect. So, um, interesting things going on there. The lettuce that came up from volunteers from last year is doing great. The arugula that's in the greenhouse is doing great, thriving, perfect temperature. The arugula I planted outside, I could have been eating for the last two weeks, but I was gone in New York. Oh, I was going to talk about vaccines. So, this is my take on vaccines. I know I've been very vocal about wearing masks. I like the masks. The masks seem to work. People in New York have been living a much more normal life than we have been living here in Montana. Because everybody in New York wears a mask. You go into the grocery store, everybody has a mask. They stand six feet apart. They've got the shopping cart things. They've got the markers. It's super cool. They've been living a normal life since... Um, you know, it hit them last March. Um, 
I do feel like the vaccines are working like crazy. Obviously, the number of deaths in the United States has plummeted. The number of hospitalizations in the United States has plummeted. But if I was a young person in my early 20s who still wanted to get pregnant at some point in my life, I might be hesitant. But other than that, I really think, you know, I'm a 50-year-old woman who has kicked my bucket list. Um, I'm definitely not going to get pregnant. I mean, I had a hysterectomy. I cannot get pregnant, I don't think. Um, Absolutely. You know, I don't think I can reverse it. Um, You know, I really encourage you to get a vaccine. If you're, um, you know, if you are, I mean, pretty much the science is in. They've been, you know, it's the same science they've used to make the you know, polio vaccines, the mumps, measles, and rubella. We eliminated smallpox across the planet this year. You know, the world food, like the science is in. These vaccines work. Long-term effects. So that would be my only hesitancy. Um, You know, I wasn't even worried. I was exposed to plenty of people. My nieces hadn't gotten shots or maybe my oldest niece, you know, my youngest niece wasn't eligible for a shot when I was in New York. Um, So I certainly feel safer. So um, lots of people I've talked to are definitely pro-vaccine. I'm certainly pro-science. You know, and it was so fun to get to see Eileen safely and get to go to the beach. And so... I haven't really posted pictures on social. I posted pictures of Eileen to my mom and my mom said, how could you put my picture on Instagram and Facebook? <laughs> so I had to take them down. So, um, I, and I had them in the same, um, set of pictures with me and Eileen. So I will get the picture of me and Eileen together. So that's where I'm at mask wise. Do your research, do what's good for you. You know, obviously we don't know the long-term exposure. Mike and I were both exhausted the day we got our second shot. I mean, literally like you could, like we both slept practically for 24 hours, but big deal. And, you know, they say pretty, we both got Moderna. Uh, My mom got Pfizer and she didn't have any side effects. My brother didn't seem to have any side effects. I've heard mixed results from people, side effects, no side effects, Mostly it's, you know, I'm exhausted. It was hard to move, but it's nothing compared to going to the hospital. You know, they don't say anything is a hundred percent, but I think, um, you know, if we want to get back to a normal life, um, you know, if we want to move about even like people in Montana, I know that were like totally anti maskers are getting vaccines. I can't believe how many people in our County, Lincoln County, where I've been like, you know, talking about, oh, nobody would wear a mask. So we have one of the highest vaccine rates, which is surprising me because we don't even have a high vaccine rate for MMR or DPT. We've like one of the lowest counties for like, you know, people are just scared of immunizations in general. But um, anyway, I know people want to travel. I think, uh, it, again, it's not about you. It's about other people doing what's safe for other people. So, um, you know, I don't know what the answer is. I, I, it's one issue that I am hesitant to talk about, which I am trying in 2021 to be a better listener, to be more open-minded. People have been giving me feedback. I'm not as open-minded as I thought I was trying to be more open-minded, a better listener, more fun, less serious in 2021. That's my motto. More fun for 2021. 
less serious, happier person, smiling more, um, you know, um, certainly gardening more, been more in the garden with Mike. I've been off the computer when I was in New York the first week. My family kind of tolerated it. The second week they were like, hey, we haven't seen you since 2018. What's going on? You've been on the computer way too much. So it was just bare minimum. Don't know what happened. May 10th, um, it said that Tammy Wiles podcast, uh, that the audio file was good, that the everything was supposed to go. I just got it released a couple of days ago. I'm trying to release Jennifer Maynard now, which um, is I did get edited this week. What a great interview with Jennifer Maynard. Tammy Wiles, it's so funny. She's like, most people can't get me to stop talking. Meanwhile, I didn't even get a 40-minute interview out of her. So I'm trying to fix that for PRN. If you, did I release the Grow Live with Patty Armster about the native bees? And, uh, oh, it was just amazing. She did on YouTube two, three weeks ago. It was my first weekend in New York. I showed the replay to my mom on YouTube on her big screen TV. She could not believe it. I mean, Patty was not talking for a minute before she was like, where's my notebook? She was taking notes. She wanted replays. I mean, she was just glued to the screen listening to Patty the first week. The second Saturday I was there again. She was watching, listening downstairs while she was ironing or something. I don't know what my mom does (laughs) or doing her little workout video, but listening to Patty. And then before we hung up, she comes upstairs and she pops into the screen in the background and she goes, I have to ask a question. And she starts asking Patty these questions (laughs) on the YouTube live. It was so cute. Um, so fun to visit my mom. So great to go to New York. Flying was amazing. Got to give a shout out to Delta and the uh, airplane. T- I want to say her name was Fafa. <laughs> was her nickname? I didn't get to see her. But here in Montana, if you fly to Glacier International Airport out of Minneapolis, oh my gosh, that woman was amazing. But the whole Delta flight, I, I mean, it's hard for me to ever fly anywhere else. They treat you like royalty. They make it easy. They make it fast. My flight to New York, five hours. My flight home, I got to the airport at five and landed in Montana at five, which is really, I think, 10 hours total. Five, uh, no, it was 5 a.m. Montana time, 7 a.m. New York time. So 12 hours with my mask on from the minute my brother dropped me off till I got out other than, uh, I sat in Salt Lake and ate a salad. Um, the rest of the time pretty much have my mask on. I think I went into the bathroom a couple of times. If you're a flyer and you want a tip, this is my tip. Get on the plane and go to the bathroom immediately. If you wait, um, and you deal with the bathrooms in the airport, it seems like it's going to be easier, but you have to go and you have to take your bags into the airport. Um, if you can have a small carry on, that's great. Um, I always end up having uh, an extra large carry-on. So to me, that's not always so convenient. So like if you can work it where you get on the plane and go to the bathroom either before you even take off or like right away, the bathrooms are super clean. Um, just a little flyer tidbit there. I uh, I had spent two hours. I got to the airport really early in New York, like two and a half hours before my flight left at about 7.30 and my flight left at 10. 
made it through TSA with eight people in front of me, and there was a line of 50 people behind me um, just as I stood in line. I mean, they were just, like, filing in, I mean, because it was probably close to eight, and the international line's behind me, and just... So I was, I felt like I made a good choice there um, because I was like, I'd rather get there early and sit at the gate. You know, you can, once you get through TSA, you can go to Starbucks. Um, I took an empty water bottle with me. There's lots of water fountains. So I was able to fill that up. So I was able to stay super hydrated. But again, by the time I got on the plane, I was ready to go to the bathroom. (laughs) But again, the bathrooms are cleaner if you go as soon as you get on that plane. Um, so just some little tips, if you are flying, I know traveling, um, you know, I know there's a lot of anxiety out there. I've been following the mental health issue. Um, I, I feel like that's huge. GMA had a thing about reentry anxiety on the news this week. I think that's something people have to really think about whether you're going back into the classroom or your kids are struggling or just, you know, after being home, give yourself a lot of grace give yourself some grace. Um, it's hard. Uh, they say the average person gained 30 pounds. I gained 30 pounds from COVID 15 last spring, 15 this winter. That's like walking around with 10, three, 10 pound bags of potatoes. Um, so where are you on the spectrum? Whether you gain 60 because you, there are other people like my mom and my sister-in-law who lost weight. So if the average is 30, there's some people who probably gain 50 or 60. Give yourself some grace. Um, I started using Weight Watchers because my sister-in-law used Weight Watchers. It seems awesome. It's taking me a while. I'm spending more time on that app than anywhere. It's kind of a little frustrating, but I just started last week. But, um, with some super easy tweaks, like I could have two or three servings of brown rice if I just gave up a tortilla. Well, I was like, forget the tortilla. Give me the brown rice. Um made some delicious meals. One of them was I took the brown rice, corn, and beans, which corn and beans are both zero-point foods, and I think the brown rice is like a one- or a two-point food, Um, as compared to the tortillas, like a four-point food, or I don't know. The points, you get like 24 points a day, plus you get 41 bonus points to share throughout your week. So if you eat like 24 points, plus you get plus three extra that comes out of your weekly. So you could have like 27 points one day. I don't know how it works out, but you get the hang of it after a week. So it's nice. You get the 24 every day and then you're just constantly making these little tweaks that are pretty easy. There's some great recipes. I made this cauliflower tofu, uh, curry soup. That was so good. Um, it's just surprising and it, it definitely seems to be, working as far as like getting a scale to actually drop my clothes to be a tiny bit. I mean, it's only been five days. So how much can happen or seven days? Maybe it's, well, maybe it's been nine days already a week ago, Thursday. So nine days already, but to even see my scale not going up and actually going down is just huge for me. So, um, with basically the same amount of exercise, I did get all that extra time in the garden. But then two days after that, (laughs) I was just sore and tired and exhausted. Um, haven't had enough time to walk my dogs, but that's where I'm at. I don't know where you guys are at. 
um, fitness-wise, many of you get way more exercise. You're in your gardens more than I am. I mean, Eileen certainly. It's like when you see the picture of me, I'm like two of her. She's like itty-bitty, teeny-tiny, like my mom. So cute, so sweet. Just the angel, Eileen. I just can't believe how much food she's growing. Um... So, I don't know. Is that the update? Did I cover everything? I talked about what Mike's got growing in his mini farm. So, here in Montana, we battled, um, we got up to almost 100 degrees the other day. I want to say it was well over 90 in the little mini greenhouse. Super hot. Uh, might have even been close to 100 a couple of days. We ordered a couple of fans. Um, one for that hoop house or that greenhouse to kind of cool it off because it's already getting super hot. Because um, we can't put, like, uh, I have a lot of marigold. So I did achieve my marigold, snapdragon, and zinnia goal. My goal for 2021 was to plant as many marigold, snapdragons, and zinnias. I have at least um, two dozen of each of those. I grew my own broccoli starts, which are doing so good. I planted them under row cover. I'm going to try to keep them under row cover so they don't get bugs. Eileen's are already covered in um, bug holes. Patty was like, why are you getting those bug holes? And she's like, I have moths. I have those little baby green caterpillars already. Patty's like, no way, because on the east side, the teacher who used to drive me to school from Cup Bank had to turn around the other day. They had so much snow. This one teacher who lives in East Glacier posted 16 inches of snow on Wednesday. That day I was talking about, I had just a tiny bit of frost on my clover. 16 inches of snow on the east side of the mountains, just not far away. So, um, depending, and meanwhile, Eileen's having a hundred degrees. My brother was saying it was really hot. I talked to him for a while yesterday. So, uh, depending on where you are, your weather is probably very different. You might have cabbage moths, um, and broccoli moths. So my kale, I'm going to cover with row cover the whole time it's growing. These broccoli plants I put out are under row cover. Mike made me some cool, um, we put stakes, we put just plastic PVC pipe, and then I wrapped it up with some row cover and put some rocks on top of the row cover to keep it. But those broccolis are thriving. They were just itty bitty baby spindly things. And I thought, oh, can't believe I put them out the night that it froze. But they are just two days, three days later. They are so happy out there. They probably double, tripled in size. And they're not even, they're barely six inches tall. So let's see. My broccolis, he's got potatoes, spinach, peas. He planted some edible sunflowers. Uh, did I plant, I think I planted some edible sunflowers and some new bird seed. I planted a thousand bird seed seeds the day before I left for Monte, uh, for New York. They are not doing well. I don't know what happened. If my dog dug up the dirt, if, um, it rained and then Mike didn't water them after it rained and it got warm and they dried out. It seemed like there were some sprouts when I came back and I watered, but then now I haven't been to the garden hardly in three days. So, you know, I'm back to my typical schedule. Um, haven't been on social media, but have been trying to get some more podcasts edited. Uh, there's a two, two hour, two part one from this woman, Jennifer Maynard down in California. She is just amazing. Um, a scientist. I'm hoping we can write a children's book that will inspire girls to go into science 
people to go into science. What a life. She She's written her own books. She's got a 40-acre farm down there. She talks about you're just going to love her interviews. I think I figured out I've put out 36 interviews. And did Mike say it was the 21st week of 2021? So not too bad. That's over two a week plus some major bonuses. I've released a few of the Grow Live audio I've done with Patty. I'm not only am I behind downloading them, posting them, um, I kind of want to listen to them because I wonder what they sound like audio-wise uh, without getting to see her amazing. I mean, I really encourage you, go to YouTube. Like I said, my mom just sits there and takes notes. I know I'm not the biggest YouTube watcher. I don't always, but uh, her native B1 was just out of this world. There's that bug-friendly um, class you can take, the composting class for $37. You can still get in there. You can buy it. Um, you can buy the, uh, what is it? Inviting beneficial bugs, friending, friending the bugs and beneficials and unfriending the pest. So you can buy each of those one for $37 each. They are so worth it. She just shares a wealth of knowledge. Her PowerPoints are amazing. If you have any problems with any of the tech, cause I'm kind of getting the impression the tech is part of the problem. My cousin actually watched free garden course. I sent her, I said, can you watch this for me? Before I went to New York, I kind of wanted to see my gardens and she was an editor for Fox sports or Fox news for years and years. Like that was her job literally to edit. And so she's really good at editing video and she had some great feedback for me. For one, she wants to see actual video. She does not want to see PowerPoints with my photos. She doesn't want to see me reading the slides. She doesn't want to see photos. And if she does see photos, she wants to see the photo on the big screen. I did notice the difference between, so then I kind of showed it to my mom on my mom's big screen TV, but my cousin was watching on her iPhone or phone, whatever phone she has. So Big difference there. So I guess I realized um, if you're watching on the phone, again, it's super easy to log in. If you just go to the freegardencourse.com, give them your email. Immediately, the thank you page pops up the video. There's all the cheat sheets you can download there, the time, the smart goals, the compost ingredients, the tools, essential tools. Uh, the cheat sheets are all right there. The um, There's a short free garden course video, but then you will also get, um, there's like 12 automated emails that like send you the link where you can get into the Google classroom where you can watch the really long, there's like 36 videos. I think there's three videos that walk you through all 12 lessons, but most people don't watch those. I've noticed the people that log into free garden course, I think Eileen's the only one who's watched them. Um, I know I'm not very good. If you do take like the quizzes, I don't grade them. I don't go in there and do much. I, I probably should. So there's like the short one video. You can also go to WordPress. You can read, there's a blog you get links to in the email series. Like you'll get, here's day one, here's day two, here's day three. You get 12 emails, 12 in a row. Each have, um, there's like a blog press, uh, WordPress site that like, you know, if you just want to look at the photos on 
a WordPress site. Um, there's the Google Classroom where I talk through the photos. And then there's the short and condensed 35 minute, which my cousin watched. But she said was just too much information, which is why I had it broken to 12 days. Um, but also, if you watch all 12 days, that's, I think it's three full hours. If you go to freegardencourse.com and click enter your email, right there the video pops up um, that you can watch. It's also in the Google Classroom. So if you go to the Google Classroom um, the link to free garden course, the short one, the 35 minute one is there. And also like the three hour versions where it's like broke down lesson by lesson, module by module. And you can actually watch me talk you through intro to free garden course, lesson one composting, lesson two module or lesson one module two um, vermiculture, lesson one, module three, vermicomposting, lesson two, module one, how to plant an herb, lesson, you know, there's like all 12 lessons, all 36 modules you can watch. They're all like three to four minute videos, comes out to like three hours of content total. You can watch all of it. You can just watch the one 35 minute that I tried to condense, not last winter but the christmas break before i spent all christmas break condensing the 33 hours into 36 minutes whatever you want to do there's tons of content there um at freegardencourse.com and again uh if you have any questions patty and i patty's answering them live on youtube uh, we have to get to a thousand subscribers, I think, before she can get on YouTube live, but we have figured out how to get the zoom link to play on Facebook on Saturday mornings. Um, so if you join on Facebook, if you, I try to then share that on, in the organic garden podcast, Facebook group. Um, but there's also a, if you go to the grow live event page, you can watch it. If you want to have your specific questions answered, I think you have to pay on Patreon, donate to our Patreon site. And then she keeps it like after she's done with the 20 minute or 45 minute or whatever, the grow live, she shuts off the recording and then you can have your specific questions answered. And that's when like, Eileen and Sue and Lori and our other Patreon members share what's actually going on in their gardens. They get to flip the camera. They get personal one-on-one -on -one advice from Patty. Um, if you join our Patreon page. Um, so that's been working pretty good. Um, and that's about what's new. So 34 minutes later, I'm babbling, but you guys seem to like these updates. They get a lot of downloads. I hope you've been enjoying season three. I hope your garden's growing good. I hope you're eating healthy food. I know Eileen is super excited to share the healthy food with her family. We didn't get to go back to her house and have a salad because my brother was actually, it was funny. My brother just happened to get a job in New Jersey. And so he had to go that morning to get his COVID test um, very quickly at the studio, he runs a camera. He worked on Law & Order for years as a cameraman. He's done some other shows, Damages, The Following. What was the last one he was on? The Blind Spot. Um, and he was subbing for some hip-hop documentary. I don't know. On, And so he had to go to New Jersey anyway, got his test, and then drove us down to Eileen's 
drove us back through New York City traffic, through the Long Island Expressway traffic and whatnot. Just so sweet. The next day, he had an 11 o'clock casting call, but then didn't get off of work till 11 o'clock p.m. that night and was driving home at 11 p.m. that night from New Jersey, which at least there wasn't much traffic, but I just can't thank him enough for being such a great brother. Had a great his birthday, my mom's birthday, Mother's Day, and then easy flying back. Definitely better flying there through Minneapolis, five-hour flight, no middle seats. <laughs> Coming back 12 hours uh, out of New York, uh, middle seats were full, although I think I was in a two-seater anyway. Had a great kid sitting next to me from Washington. We talked a lot, enjoyed it. They had great movies. What did I get to see? Uh, I saw Soul on the way there which was kind of weird and wasn't as interesting as I thought it would. Pixar's little animated movie, Soul. It was it was good. Um, on the way back, I watched Moneyball with Brad Pitt, um, which was great and definitely made me cry in places. Um, got to read, got to do lots of research, certainly spent... I always have a really hard time focusing. I don't get a lot of work done on the airplane, um, you'd think my goal was to get through my 12,000 emails on my computer and knock that down to 5,000. Did not get to that. So if you've emailed me, I'm sorry if I haven't answered it. I am so behind. Got to get my email cleaned out. I usually don't ever let it get over 10,000. And I usually batch spend about two hours. Um, I can usually get that down to zero. Uh, I try to do that once a season or once every like two months. Um, that works for me. I know there's plenty of people that like inbox zero. I'm not, I just, to me, it's like, I'm constantly unsubscribing to emails, unsubscribing to emails. And still they pop up, you know, Melissa Norris will send me one. I read the, you know, every, you know, she'll send me like one a day or one a week, whatever I read, you know, Joe Lample growing for market, like Jesse Frost. Like there's so many people, you know, Margaret Roach and, um, the peaceful valley people like there's so many emails that i'm subscribed to greenpeace and blah 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 ramit seti uh just tons of images john lee dumas the podcaster's paradise um running people denny cray and uh who's the other one no meat athlete like i have all these emails i'm subscribed to and like every once in a while they'll have a headline that i'll be like oh yeah i gotta open that melissa from empress of dirt i love hers uh, the homestead and chill people like I don't know and then there's all these other people and then there's people like oh, I've been getting all these authors do you want to interview this person do you want to review this product do you want to and so they just add up and it's like instead of just deleting it and actually giving it the concentration either I opened it Facebook how many millions of Facebook emails do you get so then you know, I just sort them by sender and I'll delete, you know, 300 Facebook emails in, it takes me a couple of seconds, sort, they're gone, you know, um, I can kind of scroll through Joe Lample. Well, you know, maybe he sent me 25 emails in the course of, you know, two months and I'll kind of like read through the subhead subtitles. Is there something I really want to get out of there that I've missed? Um, if it is, I check them out and then just delete. If I haven't opened it, if it's still unread and it's in bold black, I probably don't want to read it anyway. Um, but I do, you know, and then, like I said, I don't know how I get on these people's email lists. So anyway, uh, 
and I and then it also makes me give you guys some grace. <laughs> I feel like I actually do have a pretty good open rate. My bounce rate, I'm finally getting my bounce rate down on the Green Organic Garden Podcast or the Organic Garden Podcast dot com. Uh, at one point it was down to 70. At one point it was down to 50% right after I was on that, um, virtual homestead summit. But I also think it's because since Patty and I have been doing these YouTube videos, I made a YouTube page. And so I think that's it. People are watching. And Eileen told me also same advice as Micah. We want to see your garden. We want to see your videos. So that's why I'm kind of trying to get off of social media more. Um, I found a WordPress. I think it's like if I pay $100 for the year, I can upload video to WordPress now without having to upload it to YouTube. And so I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to pay that $100 for the year. I'll be able to upload video directly to WordPress. I can do that from my phone. I can make a blog post Um, And instead of wasting time on Facebook and Instagram where I don't get a lot of traction, I'm going to make that blog post and then I will send that out via email. So I've always, I I never want to be like, here's my podcast because I hate those when podcasters send them to me. I'm subscribed to your podcast. I don't want an email that says, hey, this is the podcast I put out this week. So I've never done that to you guys. But Eileen, my cousin, they said they want to see pictures of what Mike and I have doing here. So um, instead of, I think I'm going to quit wasting time on the socials. The one thing about the socials I like is I do get to see Eileen's garden. I get to see Joe the Mason's garden. I get to see what other people are doing. So I haven't quite figured that part out. But... I can go in there and I can click on their stuff and I can see what they're doing. But I think where I'm going to share my stuff is going to be in my email and my, uh, on the blog, on the website. So if you want to see what we're doing, I think I finally figured out a way WordPress. I actually got an appointment with a WordPress engineer. So I'm wearing my WordPress. I got some WordPress bling. I was sporting on YouTube this morning really soft sweatshirt, cute little t-shirt. Everybody said I look good this morning. So that was nice. Um, because I love WordPress, you know, I've been on there since 2014 and I haven't really given them a penny other than maybe a $13 domain name upgrade. So instead of it being JackieBuyer.artist.wordpress.com, you go to JackieBuyer.com. Uh, mikescreengarden.wordpress.com you go to mikescreengarden.com which is where I usually do blog mikescreengarden.com in case you <laughs> in case you didn't know and then I copy and paste it over on the organic garden podcast <laughs> but that's where all the content is and they've let me do that for free so I bought some bling I got on a 50 uh, a 30 minute call with that a wordpress happiness engineer he was amazing so I bought some of their bling. So I'm promoting them WordPress for free. Uh, and, and he loves some of my comments. Maybe they'll give me a job, uh, that I can do virtually from home and get away from some of these podcasters that like ugh, my podcasting part-time work has gone down to, I think I figured out I made $200 from April 15th to May 15th. I was getting like 400 or a thousand dollars last summer 
a month and now I'm down to, I think I got $200. Like it's just plummeting. I need to either spend some time trying to find more clients or I don't know what's going on there. Or I might just go back to a restaurant this summer and get some exercise. I don't know. Anyway, um, anything else I can talk to you? Jane Fonda's book, the green new deal. Oh my gosh. I, so I sent it to my mom last spring, picked it up in New York. I am underlining. I mean, I just love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. So I'll do an update one of these days when I get done. Jane Fonda's book. You've got to get it. You got to read it. It's so great. Talks about why we need the green new deal. All the great things. Attend her fire drill Fridays um, on Zoom and Facebook. Uh, you can either get it through Greenpeace. Sends me, there's another one. Greenpeace sends me an email every week at least. There's one just from Jane Fonda about the fire drill Friday. I mean, I just feel like she has a bigger impact with her platform, her voice. But also, she kind of reminds me of Mike. The way, you know, she's been a political activist. She was big in the Vietnam War. The way she mixes, like, what she's done in the past, how she'll, like, give you a call to action to reach out to your senators, tell them we've got to get rid of the fossil fuel subsidies um, and put that money. But also she makes a huge connection between how the Green New Deal, it's important when they pass the New Deal, FDR passed it, they tied it into labor, they got unions on board we have to make sure that if somebody who's making $35 an hour or $50 an hour or $75 an hour working on the oil rigs or working in a coal mine is not going to be getting paid $12 an hour to um, put up solar panels, that they're not going to be destroying fisheries up in Alaska with wind turbines out on the ocean floor. Um, she's just got great... Um, evidence. She talks to experts. They do these teach-ins. So that's what Fire Drill Friday, she brings on a guest. They do a, a teach-in. She brings in an expert who either knows about oceans or knows about the Sunrise Movement or knows about coal mining or like Winona, Winona LaDuke or a Native American or um, kids who have asthma in uh, California. I mean, these poor kids in California who think like every kid who goes to school, every kid in my school has asthma. Doesn't every kid who goes to school have asthma because their home is near a um, uh, uh, oil refinery um, or, you know, she just brings in these people and she makes the connection between how, yes, we need to switch to renewables, but we need to do it in a smart way. And this is why. The Green New Deal is important because it addresses how we are going to switch from um, we don't want just low paying jobs. Uh, we need to we need to make sure there's legislation there that creates good paying jobs, how to bring in the unions, how to change the subsidies that the oil companies are getting to give them to the sustainable development um, jobs so that they are high quality, how to make sure people are getting trained. Um, if you're older and you're ready to retire, making sure you're going to get a decent pension today. I think I was reading about how she talks about, um, the, you, you know, they made sure if you're at that point in your career, maybe, you know, over fifties, over forties, and you just, are, there's no way you're going to get retrained in one of these newer, younger jobs that they're going to make sure you're going to get a decent pension. If you're going to lose your job in the coal mine or, 
you know, maybe you're going to go into management or maybe you're going to take those skills and, um, you know, I don't know, maybe you're going to go work at a garden, you know, you're going to get retrained in something that's easier on your body, you know, something where you're not breathing in toxic chemicals, you know, making sure you're going to get healthcare. She um, talks to experts from Europe and how it works there. They have a guaranteed income and what, and what they did, um, in Germany, uh, to get out of the coal mines. They had a certain amount of people who worked in the coal mines. So, uh, I, I can't remember what her book is, but she wrote a new book last spring that is just phenomenal, um, and really makes a case for the Green New Deal. Uh, and because of her book, I ordered Naomi Klein's book, which is the case for the Green New Deal, but I haven't even got to open it yet because I have so many books here. I'm still trying to finish, uh, reading the one the Dr. Bronner's guy sent me about the fair trade hemp seed oil and coconut oil. Uh, that's the one thing I've been surprised about Weight Watchers. So cooking with coconut oil, it's weird. Like where my, where you would normally use four tablespoons of like olive oil, you end up only using like one tablespoon of coconut oil and it will cook the same amount of food. So even though that one tablespoon of coconut oil might have more calories, might cost more, um, it's cost way more than olive oil. You don't use anywhere near as much of it. And so I'm not sure what the health benefits were. I was glad to read in that Dr. Bronner's book though, where he talks about growing, um, organic hemp for their Castile oil, but also um, getting the coconut oil sustainably uh, farmed. It helps farmers in these poor countries make sure they're getting fair wages, make sure you see that little fair trade logo. Um, but also that, because I wondered about that, or, you know, how sustainable are growing coconuts? You know, my mom lives on the East Coast, so, you know, she's getting olive oil that's imported from Spain and Greece and the Mediterranean, you know, where's my olive oil? You know, it's probably further miles for that to come to me, but maybe these coconuts coming from the Philippines or I, I don't know where coconuts come from. I imagine, um, you know, with places like Bangladesh or Bali or the Philippines, Indonesia, India, you know, it's, it's coming across the Pacific through California. I don't know. My brother and I were talking about what are the transportation miles of all these avocados in the store. He said they're avocados. They even have commercials, advertisements on TV that say, buy avocados from Mexico. I was like, you do? How strange. Uh, our avocados, I looked yesterday, I'm pretty sure from California. So again, trying to buy as local as you can, as in season as you can, grow as much food as you can. Mike and I are really trying to focus on strawberries and blueberries this year. Last year, my focus was on raspberries. Um, sorry, that's my mail. My PRN file alarm keeps going off so I can get that out there today. So, wow, this turned out to be a long update. <laughs> Jackie rambling for an hour, but, uh, that's new. What's, what's new with me. So, um, I hope it helped. I hope I offered you some value. I hope some of the things I shared, you know, you're getting down in your garden, um, more. And, uh, if we can do anything to help again, always ORG podcast at gmail.com. Oh, my shout out to CC, CC, 
my listener from where did she tell me she was? I got a phone call with a listener from CC wanted to know about chemtrails in your garden. Patty says that's going to be a whole conversation on its own. Um, am I worried about it? I don't know. You know, last year, one of my students' parents said, are you worried about this COVID thing in China? And I said, no, I'm worried about climate change. <laughs> COVID, you know, the government's not going to let that become a big thing. I'm, I'm much more worried about climate change. Well, <laughs> was I wrong about that? That being said, I am still more worried about climate change in a lot of ways. Yeah, the pandemic was hard, but part of me feels like... Was it on Mother's Day or was it on Mother's Day? I was reading Jane's book where it talked about the chapter about Greta and how Greta wouldn't fly. When I landed in New York, I felt so guilty getting on that plane after reading that chapter about Greta in Jane's book. And how um, my brother was explaining it to me. It's the burst when you take off. So airplanes are going to be, we were having these come, we went to Jones Beach. If you're in New York, oh my gosh, here's a kudos to Andrew Cuomo. He had this um, environmental center built in New York that you can go to. And right now next to it, there's a COVID testing site and immunization and vaccine site. If you go get your vaccine to Jones Beach, so the nature trail part of it is shut off. But once they get that shut down, there's an amazing boardwalk nature trail but they do have this education center that we were able to go to on the left side is um the nature part on the right side is the uh energy part he talks all about you know solar energy wind energy they actually had um places where you can plug in your car my brother was talking about already there's a lot of places you can plug in an electric car um, right now. So it was really cool because we were talking about that and my mom got to see the chargers. They had four chargers there. We went down to the ocean. Um, there's these beautiful, really cool whale, uh, what's it called when like in the cement design that they had by the parking lot there with these like things for kids where they can play like musical instruments, like not wind chimes, but like the xylophone type of things and like these whalebone. It's just super cool. They had a pollinator garden. They had a sundial. The woman manning it is just a, a phenomenal wealth of information. If you are on Long Island, and I know a lot of my listeners are in New York, go check out the, um, it's at West End 2. Um, so you go down to the beach. Um, it was a beautiful day, uh, kind of chilly, windy for sure. They have these cool chairs you can lay on and sit on the boardwalk. I know West end, a lot of people don't like to go there because it's a far trek to the ocean, but we walked down there. Um, and then, uh, and then you can walk to the jetties. Um, again, there's this boardwalk nature trail that we did not get to go on because I, think it was closed because of the covid station um it might be open now but that was a great thing to do while we were in new york um but anyway yeah greta so i don't know why when i landed in kalispell my arms went up in the air and it was i said the vision of like my last class and the last test i took as an undergrad when i got my ba and i was raised my hands in the air like you do when you finish a marathon and you're like 
last class ever or last, you know, last mile, last step, whatever. You know, when you've achieved something, your arms go up. It was like last flight ever. And Mike was even making fun of me today. I want to go on this trip with Angela Watson to Switzerland. She's taking, she's a teacher podcaster. I said, oh, yeah, another email I subscribe to. Uh, Angela Watson's, I mean, now hers I pretty much read. Anyway, um, she's taking these teachers to Switzerland. And I was telling my mom, if Mike and I ever go to Europe, Mike doesn't fly at all. We would have to take a boat across the Atlantic. And so I was saying on the news this morning, do we need to listen about the cruises? And he's like, hey, you're talking about getting your passport renewed and going to Switzerland with this teacher woman, aren't you? And going back to Europe. Um, he's like, you're the one that said you're going to get on a boat. <laughs> anyway, whether you fly, whether you drive, whether you get a one of those Nissan, what, what are the market farmers driving? Nissan Leafs, if you get an electric car, however you travel, Wherever you go, safe travels, get vaccinated if you can. Certainly for over 55, I highly encourage it. It seems like it's working like crazy. We are able, It's there's nothing like being able to hug your family um, and hug people safely. So love you all. Thank you for putting your earbuds in. Hope I'm offering you value. It seems like you're getting a ton. I mean, certainly I've learned a ton. Eileen's learned a ton. Um, downloads are up. So, uh, if there's anything we can do for you, let us know. Mike Screen Garden at gmail.com, org podcast at gmail.com, the organic gardener podcast.com. Uh, and have a great day. Hey, listeners, are you wondering how you can grow your own healthy and nutritious food with confidence? Have you been frustrated as a gardener? Does the thought of weeding make your back ache? Have you tried to grow a garden before and found you can't even keep a plant alive? Does the cost of organic produce in the store make you cringe, but the thought of bugs in your garden make your skin crawl? Well, we have the answer for you. Freegardencourse.com. It is so easy. You enter your email you will watch a video right there. You can get my Organic Oasis checklist, our Essential Tools checklist. It all shows up right on the thank you page, freegardencourse.com. Do you know someone who would benefit from the Organic Gardener podcast? If you like what you hear, we'd love it if you'd share the Organic Gardener podcast with a friend. Thanks again for listening, and remember, grow local.